Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. afternoon, nighttime. Let me not assume when y'all listen to these episodes. Anyway, hello. Nice to meet you virtually or talk to you again. I am so glad that you allow me the space to support you and help you. And if there's anything I can do, please reach out. Instagram at Amanda underscore chills or the website livemyhappyhealth.com. I wanted to let you guys know I am taking coaching clients. So if you have a goal that you are struggling to reach or you're like, I don't really know something is wrong, but I don't really know what to do, hit a girl up. Um, LiveMyHappyHealth.com slash contact. And perhaps I can support you. So head on over to LiveMyHappyHealth.com slash contact and we can get something scheduled. Now on to the episode. So I just wanted to come on and talk to you, the abyss, (laughs) where hopefully people are listening about what I do, what I believe in, um, the service that I added, which is health coaching and kind of the difference between that and the therapy that I do so that you have a really good understanding of what it even looks like and what I stand for and what I absolutely do not stand for. So yeah, put on your fun pants, we're gonna party. All right, so let me get into the basics of what I actually do. So I do therapy, as in working with mental health, so anxiety, depression, PTSD, things like that. Now that is a very deep dive. We're going to get into your childhood, what you learned, your family dynamics, how your parents' dynamics were, your own relationship dynamics. Um, Really, it's about teaching skills to manage symptoms, to overcome symptoms, to decrease them, or to just improve general quality of life. Now, think of it like a pool, right? So just like pools have A deep end and a shallow end, therapy is a deep end. We are in deep waters. Not every time, but the majority of the time, we're really digging out things associated with mental health. Coaching is more like a really big shallow end. We're going to go more broad. So even though therapy and coaching both tackle lifestyle, relationships, boundaries, self-care, your thought process, your mindset, the, the scope is kind of different. So with coaching, we're not doing deep dives into trauma. We're not um, necessarily digging through things like that. We are building skills. And again, this is where they're similar. They're both skills-based. 
We are building skills to get you to whatever the next level is for you. If it's better health, if it's um, more energy or the correct energy partitioning, as in are you burning fats or carbs, um, your sleep, your overall mindset, how you approach challenges, building your resiliency or your ability to overcome challenges, improving your relationships, being more mindful, more present, um, that's really what health coaching is. So in a very, very broad term, we're working on very similar things. And while coaching can do deep dives, specifically with someone like me, because I'm trained in the mental health, um, it's not always happening. So both are client driven. You know best what you need because you live 100% of your life and I have lived 0% of your life. So you are obviously going to know best what's best for you, what's working, what's not working, what you want to do, what you don't want to do. It doesn't serve me at all to tell you what to do because I have no idea what's going to work for you. I have no idea what the best thing is, but you certainly do. And this is another thing that therapy and coaching have in common is that they are client led. You know best where we're going because you are so in your life. And my job is to take a bird's eye view and to say, okay, well, what if we did this? Um, how do you think about that? Like I really help people develop their own problem solving skills and to develop a deeper relationship with their body so that you can start listening to it because you know best what you need and what you don't need. Like it will either feel right or it will feel icky. And so what I mean by that is if you make a decision that is completely out of alignment for you, meaning it's not who you are, it's not going to serve you in the long run, and it's not going to get you to where you want to be, it will feel gross. But most people are never taught to tune into how they're feeling. And so they don't know how to figure out if something feels bad or if it feels right. And that's something that I spend a lot of time on with coaching and with therapy clients. So again, the difference is if you need a deep dive, if you've got trauma, anxiety, depression, something that's really, really hindering your life, you may need therapy. If you just have goals that you're not really sure how to meet, coaching may be more appropriate for you. If you're not sure, reach out to me. I am happy to help you kind of figure out which one is best for you. So that is an overview of like the difference between therapy and coaching. And so I want to get into like, what do I even stand for? Because if you're new to this, like, hello, nice to meet you virtually, excited that you're here, but you may not really know anything about me. And it's kind of hard to like figure out if you want to work with someone, if you don't know what hills they want to die on. Um, so I'm going to go through some of the hills that I will die on as a human being and as a coach. Um, so this episode is primarily for coaching, and then I'll probably do a separate one for hills that I'll die on on therapy. So if you're interested in coaching, if you're like, oh, I don't really know, but I wanted to check this out just to see what health coaches are about, um, I can only speak to how I am and what I believe. So here we go. Um, some of the hills that I will die on as a human being and as a coach. 
Specifically for coaching, I am against vegan and vegetarian as a long-term lifestyle. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, biologically speaking, humans were made to eat meat. We literally evolved to get the majority of our protein and fats from animal sources. Um, if you look at human evolution, we were not planting crops. We were not digging up wild potatoes for every meal and quinoa and corn and uh, carrots and broccoli. Like we weren't doing those things. We were hunter gatherers, but there was so much more emphasis on hunter than gatherer. So humans evolved to eat meat. And one of the other things specifically about the food industry is that the people who benefit from selling you Franken foods, plant-based meat and Beyond Burgers, honestly, which should be called Beyond Bullshit, um, they benefit. They make a ton of money trying to sell you ethically sourced plant-based foods, which are not ethically sourced and actively hurt farmers. So a lot of the rhetoric around veganism, or some of it, um, is that they think eating animals is unethical, which not going to debate ethics. Um, there are many, 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 many things wrong with the animal industry. But I think part of the conversation that gets left out is the way that farmers and humans are treated and the land is treated when you're growing these huge monocrops, not to mention the farmers that get screwed over or the people working on the farms and, and immigrant labor and the labor laws surrounding that and living in poverty and and the way that they really damage whole ecosystems and communities. So for me, I, if someone said I'm a vegan or I'm a vegetarian, like I am not the person for you because I wholeheartedly do not believe in that paradigm for eating. Now, if you want to eat more vegetables, listen, have at it, live your dream. That probably won't hurt you. But we want to look at a holistic approach, which means we also need to work with our bodies in the way that they're designed. So just like humans aren't designed to run 100 miles a day, we're not designed to only eat vegetables and plants. We are literally designed to eat meat. So there is that one. We're also made to eat whole foods, like all of these Franken foods and the lean cuisines and the cheese sticks and the pizza puffs and the pizza rolls and blah, blah, blah. Just like, shit. guys, they make you sick. They make you sick. They poison your body. And when you get into Franken foods, you also have to talk about food deserts. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's the lack of availability of whole foods in communities, typically communities of color or lower income communities, which tend to be tied together because of systemic oppression. So Franken foods are so heavy in food deserts because they're cheap and they keep people sick. Like they are making you sick. And I promise you, if you like stop listening in the next 30 seconds, but all you do is start eating more whole foods, foods from the ground, foods with feet, um, you are going to notice a huge change in your energy and your moods and your ability to sleep, and just overall your health. So that is number one. I'm against vegans, against vegetarians, and I'm against frankenfoods. Um, number two, I focus on the basics. 
because they work and because why work harder than you have to. So things like chase the sunshine, get outside more, like put your eyeballs on natural light, get out of the boxes that we live in and work in and drive in and spend more time outdoors, spend more time barefoot, put your hands on the grass, guys. Plant a little garden if you have to, bring some plants inside, do what you can to bring a more natural space into your life. Again, humans evolved to spend them pretty much our whole lives outside. Like living in boxes is a relatively new thing. Um, and many cultures who have a more, like more of a relationship with the land do so much better. Um, so sleeping, like how are you actually sleeping? Are you sleeping? That's a good question. We're going to do lots of coming up episodes on sleep because it is so, so freaking vital. Another basic is food. We just covered this one. Eat whole foods. Eat the way humans are supposed to. Are you moving your body? Like, yes, 10,000 steps is wonderful and you should be moving. But like, how often do you get up and um, do you get <laughs> on the floor and then off the floor? Like, are you moving your body just in a linear way, like walking? Or are you really exploring your range of motion, and your mobility? And one of the other basics that I harp on a lot, harp on, that I educate a lot about is play. Like, do you do things for fun? If you don't, I would be willing to bet at least a quarter, like a whole quarter that you are feeling out of alignment and low key more stressed and more miserable than someone who like spends a good amount of time doing things that they enjoy. One of the other hills I'm going to die on is that chronic cardio is killing you, y'all. Um, so chronic cardio, meaning like way too many high intensity classes, um, running, you know, four or five, six miles every day is actually harming your system. So chronic cardio is very, very stressful on the body. And when your body is stressed, a few things happen. It pulls nutrients from your bones and your muscles. It doesn't allow you to have the right fuel source because your body always thinks it's in fight or flight. And it's just too hard on your body. So a lot of people will be like, you've maybe heard the term like cardio bunnies. And those people don't have a lot of muscle tone. So think of like a marathon runner versus a sprinter. Sprinters aren't doing a ton of cardio, but they are sprinting, you know, quickly <laughs> a, a few times a week. Um, so more intense, shorter workouts, shorter like cardio sessions are going to be more beneficial than running for an hour every day on the treadmill or like doing uh, the elliptical for an hour every day. Another thing I coach on and believe in because it works and science says so and humans are made this way is compound movements. Our body works so synergistically, meaning it works together really, really well. And we're not meant to just do bicep curls and um, bench press forever. Like I'm sure you've seen people that are very unproportional in their body. And that's because they're not doing compound movements. So what I mean by that is they're not doing movements that take into account like whole body movements. So push-ups are a compound movement. You're working multiple muscle groups. Um, squats are a compound movement. You're working multiple muscle groups, sprinting, working multiple muscle groups. You'll notice like, so kind of the difference between, um, like a gym bro 
sorry, Jim bros, but like, I'm going to pick on you, who have a really, really big upper body and little bitty bitty chicken legs. Um, and a CrossFit athlete who really prioritizes compound movements. And that doesn't mean that like isolation movements like bicep curls or leg curls don't have their place, but they're more accessory movements than they are really compound movements. One of the reasons that I believe in that so strongly is because the goal is overall health, not to be bikini ready. Um, also the notion that you can like spot tone is not real. So a lot of people will say like booty workouts, which is great, but you can't just grow a booty without really affecting your overall muscle and body composition. Um, so that's something that a lot of people are just really uneducated about. And it's one of my missions as like a human is like, you need to move like a human, which means incorporating your whole body into these movements. Ooh, here's one of my favorite ones. One of my other hills I will die on as a human being is radical honesty. I watch people all day long do all sorts of mental gymnastics so that they don't have to face the truth. They don't have to admit things that are uncomfortable. They don't have to change anything. They don't have to take accountability. They don't have to do anything. And that is a one-way ticket to misery town. Like if you are not honest with yourself about what you're doing, what's holding you back, what you're not doing, then you are going to die miserable. Let me repeat that. If you are not being honest with yourself about what is working and what is not working for you and your own role in it, you are going to live a miserable fucking life. And it will be your own fault. Like you will be the cause of it and you're going to deserve it. And I know that sounds really harsh and I don't like mean it to, but it is what it is. Like you are one of the root causes of your issues. Obviously systemic barriers exist, but if we're not being honest about what we're willing and not willing to do and what we're actually doing or not doing to change our lives, then nothing changes because you're not being honest. And if you care more about lying to yourself than really challenging yourself, don't hire a health coach, don't hire a therapist. Because one of the tenets of making changes is being radically honest with yourself. And I don't say that to say like you should be beating yourself up or, you know, really shaming yourself, just being honest and saying, yeah, these are the things I'm doing that are contributing to me feeling like this or to this problem. And these are the things that I either don't know how to do or I don't really know how to get out of it or I'm actively doing these things that are harming me and I'm not, like, I keep doing them. So, for example, um, I have a client that uses substances and struggles to be honest about it, and so it doesn't change. But if after months you're still not being honest about it, it's not going to change. So if you're just complaining about the consequences of your own actions without acknowledging really honestly how you're contributing to those consequences, Nothing can change for you. And that's part of a coach's job is to hold you accountable and to teach you how to hold yourself accountable. So radical honesty will absolutely change your life. We already covered whole foods. 
Um, I wrote that one down, but then I got excited with the first one and we already covered it. So eat more whole foods, things that come from the earth. Ah, another one that I love so much is get outside. If you have a pet that can go outside, take them outside. Like, I mean, go for a, go for a walk with your little fish in a fishbowl. Don't take them out of the fishbowl, but you know, keep them in the fishbowl and go for a walk. Maybe they want a change of scenery too. What can you do to get outside more? Can you take a little walk around your yard? Can you read outside? Can you work outside? It's not necessarily taking the time to, you know, go on a six mile hike every day, but how can you just spend more time outside? One of the things, if you're thinking about doing this, and please, I encourage you to, is to get outside during sunrise and sunset, because that is going to sync your circadian rhythm with the sun. And it's going to start sinking your hormones, which means you're going to sleep better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to feel more refreshed. Your hormones are going to just overall work better. When you are outside, expose your skin to sunlight. Our bodies literally recharge with vitamin D and exposing our skin to sunlight is the fastest, most powerful way to get vitamin D. So go ahead and Put your skin in the sunlight. Now, don't go out and get a sunburn every day and be like, Amanda told me to get a sunburn every day. I didn't. Don't do that. But you want to spend time outside and expose your skin to sunlight until you, you know, like, until your skin feels hot. Even if it's cloudy, getting outside that way still works. Ah, we're at number eight. I haven't told you about number one, but we're at number eight. And one of the things... One of the hills I'll die on as a human being is that you need a connection to your body. We have a lot of colloquialisms. I, I don't really know how you say that word. We have a lot of sayings in English, like we get butterflies. Um, when something feels bad, we'll say, I feel uneasy about this. I have a gut feeling, right? All of those things exist in our language because we are supposed to have a connection to our body and our body knows at such a deep level what is good and not good for us. But living in a world that doesn't honor intuition, it doesn't honor listening to yourself and doing what's best for you disconnects you from your body. And so one of the most powerful things that I teach is I teach people how to reconnect and to root into their body. So I explain it this way. If I'm doing something that I know is wrong, I experience anxiety. Why? Because my body's trying to tell me, hey, bitch, <laughs> this is not okay. Something is out of alignment here. Now, I'm not saying that the cause of anxiety is misalignment, simply what I experience. And I don't normally have anxiety. So I know something is wrong when I'm feeling like something is wrong, but I can't pinpoint it. For me, if I'm going to make a decision that feels wrong, it feels like my soul shrivels up. Um, I want you to like think about what that would feel like for you. Like it literally my, my whole body just goes ugh, like ugh, gross. So if I imagine like uh, working a factory type job, like, oh, I would be so bad at that. That is absolutely not the right thing for me. Um, but if I imagine like, you know, the life that I have where I work at my farm and, and I'm outside, like that feels so peaceful. So that can kind of maybe help you start determining like, do things feel icky 
or do they feel peaceful? If they feel peaceful, that may be a good sign. But you have to learn to check in with yourself and to say, how do I feel about this? When most people will say, what do I think about this? But our brains can convince us of almost anything and we can justify it. And that's where people start doing the mental gymnastics. But you don't want to be in the mental gymnastics space. You want to be in the flow space where things feel good and using that as your compass. So rooting into your body is one of the things I teach and it is one of the most powerful skills for really creating a life that you enjoy and feel good in. Ah, the other one is talk to people. Like I experience a lot of people who are very lonely. Um, even though like as humans, we struggle to admit how lonely we are because it's scary and it, it feels vulnerable. So connecting with the people in your life is again, one of the things that I teach all the time. And it's why I'm a holistic health coach. I don't just talk about nutrition and workouts. Like it's everything. How are your relationships? Do you have relationships? Do you have people that you love and trust and can lean on? And if you don't, let me tell you, it is just a set of skills that you can learn and apply whenever you are ready. But it feels scary because people who know us can reject us. And learning to move with that fear will help you really build authentic relationships. We are meant to exist for each other. We are nothing without each other. That do it alone, I don't need anybody, lone wolf mindset. Like, do you know what happens to people who were kicked out of their tribes? They died. That's why it was a punishment. That's why isolation is a punishment. We're meant to live in a community. We are basically little herd animals and so that's one of the hills I'm going to die on is building a community of people who support you and who you support. Now, that may mean that you need to make some really tough decisions about the people that are currently in your life. And I would recommend doing that with someone who can help walk you through that process because it can be really hard. It can be hard. So get someone to help walk you through that process. The last thing that I believe in, well, I mean, I believe in more things, but like for the purposes of this episode, the last one is that you already have everything that you need to be successful. Um, you already have the knowledge and you just, you have it. And so a good coach's job is to help you feel empowered and to discover your own inner knowledge and practice a new set of skills. So anything that you want is literally just a set of skills that you can learn and practice and you'll suck it first and then you'll get better at it. But you've got everything you need. Anytime that I'm working with someone with the right questions, they really discover that they know. They already know what they need to do or what will work for them or what's not working for them. But that's where the honesty comes in is that you need a space and you need someone to maybe teach you if that's something that's hard for you. And it's hard for a lot of people how to be honest with yourself and compassionate enough that you just make the changes that you need to make without beating yourself up. So just to go over them again, some of the hills I will die on as a health coach is being for whole foods and animal products, like actual animal products, not the BS lab grown 
frankenfood bullshit. I'm for the basics. Sunlight, sleep, real food, movement, play. I'm against tons of chronic cardio. I am for sprinting and lots of low-level cardio, like walking or hiking or paddleboarding or swimming, things like that. I'm very, very for compound movements, and I am not for only focusing on isolation movements like bicep curls or leg curls, things like that. I am for radical honesty with compassion. It has to be partnered with compassion so that you can even make the changes. It does no use to you if you're just beating yourself up and you feel like shit and then you hate yourself so you're not making the changes. Like, Be honest with yourself about what's going on, but also hold space for some compassion. I'm for whole natural foods. Eat real foods. Get away from Franken foods. Like, they are toxic. Corporations make billions of dollars lying to you and selling you crap so that you are sick. Stop eating them. I'm for more nature. Get outside. Do whatever it takes to be outside more. And if you're playing outside, if you're in the sunlight, then we're stacking variables, which is so good. We love it. The next one is get into your body, develop a relationship with your body, learn to tune your inner compass and start checking in with yourself. How do I feel about this? That is such a powerful question to ask yourself when you're making decisions and all it takes is some practice to get good at. The next one is talk to people. You need relationships. You need supportive relationships from people who genuinely love you and want to see you succeed. This is one of the more difficult ones because a lot of people don't know that they're even in toxic energy draining relationships and they need help. And the last one is you've already got everything that you need inside of you. Um, you may need help or some education around how to access it, which is where a good coach will come in. They're not going to sell you a one size fits all canned program all right. What do you think about these guys? Are there some that you agree with, don't agree with, like, don't like? Let a girl know. Is there anything that I missed that you're like, ooh, I really thought that this would be one of your like pillars, um, but it's not. So what about this thing? Hit a girl up. Um, Instagram at Amanda underscore chills, C-H-I-L-S. And if this sounds like something you'd be into and you're like, ah, I don't know if I really need it, but I kind of want to hop on a call with you totally open to that. LiveMyHappyHealth.com slash contact. All right. Y'all have the most beautiful day. I'm proud of you.